Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcast ROOM303, episode 65. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, a.k.a. the backstabber himself. He waits for us to hit our one-year anniversary. That's right. Pat on the back, ladies and gentlemen. We have officially entered year number two of Room 303 to kick me to the curb and host his own podcast. He's learned all his chops. He's now set up to main anchor, and he said, fuck this guy. I'm branching out on my own. So is this the first and last episode of year two? Tune in next time. Well, well, we've, we've already had a couple of episodes. In in year two, because May first was the up. Uh, oh, Jermaine's drinking again. Let's talk about his alcohol problem. Um, we've already had a couple of episodes because May first of last year was was when we started it. But uh, for those of you loyal listeners of the podcast, you would have seen earlier this week uh, the NHL episode that we did with our uh, executive executive producer slash uh, NHL uh, analyst Nevada Putnam. So now we're joining you today for a ML or an, an MBA Jesus uh, playoff preview with uh, and we'll actually let uh, intern E have some speaking parts in this episode 65 part two. I vote nay. The nays have it. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a special uh, edition of the show where we cover 2021's NBA playoff picture exclusively. That's it. So if you're here for football news, kick rocks. If you want to talk Champions League and Chelsea facing Man City and all English final, kick rocks. If you want to talk about UFC, kick rocks. We will have trivia. We will have standing O, and we will have find him and cut him. With that being said, let's get right into the trivia question. Who has the most NBA final losses in NBA history? 
And the answer is, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, we got about four games left for some teams, three games left, two games left. Just depends on how it shakes because of COVID cancellation. But we are in the home stretch of the NBA playoff picture. And with that being said, we'll walk through the standings. I'll go ahead and do Western Conference, and we'll let Intern E do the Eastern Conference uh, because that's where his team resides. Actually, I'll let Nick pull, go through the Western Conference. So, Nick, you want to give us the Western Conference playoff picture? Yeah, so we're talking about the Western Conference, obviously. Um, we're going to go through this. We're gonna, I'll, I'll give you the standings uh, how, and, and uh, their current, their current uh, status, whether they've, uh, whether they've clinched or not. <clears throat> clinched a playoff to berth or clinched their division. So, number one right now, we have the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz have uh, clinched both a berth and their uh, division. Number two is the Phoenix Suns. They've just clinched a playoff berth. Number three is the LA Clippers. Four is the Denver Nuggets. They have both just clinched playoff berths. Uh, Bursts? Bursts. That's what I want to say. Uh, number five is the Dallas Mavericks. They've clinched the division. Six is the Portland Trailblazers. And now once we get in here, remember that this year, seven, eight, nine, and 10 will play that uh, the four-team play-in bracket that LeBron James is so fond of. Uh, they'll play that play-in bracket to have the uh, honor of being the seven and eight seeds. So the number seven seed is the Los Angeles Lakers. They're a game and a half behind Portland. Number eight is the Golden State Warriors. They have clinched a play-in berth at eight. Number nine is the Memphis Grizzlies. They've clinched a playoff berth at nine. And number 10 is the San Antonio Spurs. Of note, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder, and Houston Rockets are all eliminated. The Sacramento Kings are three games back of the Spurs with four to play. The Spurs also have four to play, and the Pelicans are two and a half games back, uh, but with a one less game, so they have three games left to play. All right, so that covers the Western Conference. E, you got a high bar to live up to. I expect the same amount of information with the Eastern Conference. I got you, I got you. So for the East right now, we have uh, Philadelphia, yours truly, uh, sitting in first. Uh, they've clinched the playoffs, but they haven't clinched the division because Brooklyn's still within striking distance. Uh, we got Brooklyn at two, Milwaukee at three. They've actually won their division or clinched their division. And then we got the surprising Knicks at four, Atlanta, who knows how they got there at five, Miami at six, uh, Boston's not going anywhere, seven, Charlotte at eight, Indiana at nine. We got Washington at 10 and uh, boohoo. We got the Chicago Bulls at 11, still in reach. Everybody else is eliminated. Still in reach. That's generous. Good Lord. All right, so with that being said, that breaks out the playoff picture. Just to reiterate what Nick touched on a little bit earlier, we are having a play-in style tournament just like the bubble had last year. The 7-8 matchup and the 9-10 matchup will play each other. The loser of the 7-8 and the winner of the 9-10 will play each other for the second berth. And that's how it goes. So, where do we want to kick, pick up? We want to pick up on Western Conference or Eastern Conference first. Let's 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 talk. Let me get let me get your guys' opinion. We'll we'll talk about the the West first, and then we'll go into the East. Um, but give me your give me your kind of your surprises. E already touched on them, right? With the East, with the Knicks and the Hawks, kind of kind of being more, uh, kind of being higher ranked than we thought. Uh, but let's let's go Western Conference first. Give me your surprises, right? I'll kind I'll kind of kick off the discussion. 
when does Utah hit a roadblock, right? Jermaine and I keep, you know, we predicted a couple of podcasts back that Utah is going to hit this roadblock. When do they hit this roadblock? I, I'll be honest with you, man. That first round series with Steph Curry, if they're the eighth seed, that's going to be tough for him because Steph, Steph Curry is going to, he's going to cause a whole world of problems for him. Yeah, no team really wants to see the Warriors right now. Everyone's talking about it. Steph Curry is blazing hot. Is insane the clip of at which he's playing. I mean, he scored thirty nine points in twenty nine minutes the other day. Didn't even play the fourth quarter, which is so crazy about how he just is so nuclear at times in games. There's a lot of games where he puts up outrageous point totals and doesn't even get to see the fourth quarter, so he can't set records like. Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Tim Duncan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I, I think that's interesting. But honestly, the biggest surprise to me is the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they were not in a good. In, a, in a bad way, right? They the were, biggest disappointment. They at midseason review, Nick and I had the Atlanta Hawks and Dallas Mavericks as two of the most uh, biggest disappointments in the NBA to this point. And, man, did we eat our words with both teams being the five seed right now. So, interesting development with the Atlanta Hawks is they actually fired their coach midseason, which should be heralded as one of the greatest in-season changes in NBA history, or at least history that I've witnessed or have read about or known about. They hired Nate McMillan, and since then, I think they've been on a 32 in, like, nine or some outrageous number like that where they have 30 wins to 15 losses since he's taken over thus vaulting them into the five seed um i don't i I don't consider the new york knicks a biggest surprise because in the opening edition of the nba season this year i actually had the new york knicks as booked as my going to be a surprise to everyone and here we are, 72 games later, and the New York Knicks are there because Tom Thibodeau can coach defense. Defense travels. Defense wins games. I, did, you I think a, that's a did, did you have him as a four seed? Yeah. No way. Yes. No way, man. Over Boston, Miami. Come on. Nobody I, said it, I said it on the podcast. The team that would surprise in the Eastern Conference is the New York Knicks. We'll see. We'll have to play that back and see. I'm not I, calling you a liar. I'm just saying. I was going to pick the Orlando Magic, but that Markel Fultz hurt his hand. They didn't have any backup point guards, and then so I walked away from that. And then they traded everyone, so I'm kind of glad I didn't, <laughs> didn't stick with I, that one. I, I I really think there's there's you know like we like we talked about. Jermaine mentioned the 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 midseason uh, NBA review. I really think there's seven teams that are re- that are really good in the NBA, and those that. That, and those seven teams are the ones that he talked about. And really, aside from the Dallas Mavericks, are the seven teams that, that have clinched playoff first. So the 76ers, the Nets, the Bucks, and the East. And then the Jazz, the Suns, the Clips, and the Nuggets. I think those are the best seven teams in basketball, and those are the ones that we should watch out for I think, in the playoffs. I, I mean, I agree that there is like five, six, seven teams that are, are the ones that can make it to the finals. But I think a lot of things, uh, one of the things we're sleeping on is, I mean, the Nuggets lost Jamal Murray. Uh, the Jazz still don't have Spider Mitchell back. Like, there's a lot of injuries on the West here. It could be easy, you know, easy cruising for a team like the Clippers or the Lakers if the Lakers could get healthy. Anthony Davis is back. He just dropped 42 and 12 against a number two seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, what did he do against everybody else before that game? 
It's fake news, man. He's healthy. That's that's that, that's a, that's an excellent that's an excellent play into to my next discussion. All right, so let's let's say these standings stay the same. They will, and 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 by and large, they're they might move a little bit, but. Let's assume that this is what we get in the Western Conference. We get a, a number seven Lakers team against a number eight Golden State and a number nine Memphis Grizzlies against the San Antonio Spurs. What's your guys' opinion on, on how those, those playing games go? I, I, I think LeBron James does not want to see Steph Curry. And I know we talked about Steph Curry earlier, but I'm saying this, this kid's proven to be LeBron's kryptonite. Um, in a one game, every, you know, both teams are giving it all they got. I know they're injured. I know they lost Wiseman, but I really do think Steph Curry could pull it out, especially because the Lakers have, what, 10 minutes on the court together the last, like, 30 games. It's going to be a bad situation. I think the Lakers are going to get bumped if they uh, don't lock up that sixth seed. I, I don't agree. <laughs> I'm taking LeBron and AD, dog. You out your goddamn mind. I respect the hype, and we're trying to spin a narrative. The Lakers are down and out. Look at them at the bottom of the play-in bracket. They're going to be there. They're going to be a team that nobody wants to face. It's the same It's the same issue we have with Brooklyn. They don't have – you need chemistry in basketball. I know LeBron's got the high IQ and can coach any team up, but they've only been on the court X amount of time. They need way more time together, and I just think the Warriors are rolling. Steph Curry's playing at an MVP level. It's a perfect situation for the Lakers to get knocked out early. They're not, Plus LeBron hating on the LeBron hating on the system. It's the perfect karma. They're not getting knocked. Okay, so first of all, let me explain to you again. No, I, I explained at the beginning. I, I, I understand they get to play one more game to get in. I'm just saying it's going to be a tough situation for them if they get the Warriors. Remember, remember, remember that civil discourse is the foundation of a good democracy. Let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies and San Antonio Spurs. The the. Now, well, I'll ask this question first, right? You have the New Orleans Pelicans nope. who are two and a half back. You don't think – so San Antonio is going to be the 10 seed. We're, we're in agreement on that. Yes. Okay. All right. The So Grizzlies and Spurs. That's actually a more, far more interesting matchup than Lakers-Warriors. I think Lakers wax poetically over the Warriors. They remind everyone that they're defending champs. And then you have Grizzlies-Spurs – which I know every single one of my friends want the Grizzlies to hit <laughs> because they are John ja Morant dick riders. Respect. That's who you like. That's your that's your guy. All right. Not my guy. Not my cup of tea. I kind of can't stand him. So poetically, I want Pop to win because it's Pop. You know what I mean? DeMar DeRozan leaving a free agency still takes his team to the playoffs. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I think the Spurs are, are built to win that game. The 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 Grizzlies are exciting. They just got Jaron Jackson back, but DeMar DeRozan's got countless hours of playoff experience. Greg Popovich is one of the best coaches out there. I I think they they take that one pretty easily. All right, so who so so we're we're thinking Lakers and Spurs are going to be what what we're seeing for the 7 and the 8 seeds in the Western Conference. No, no, no. So the Spurs would beat the Grizzlies, and then the Spurs play the Warriors. So do we think the Spurs beat the Warriors? I actually think the West sits the way it is, one through eight right now. I think the Lakers cash in that seventh spot. They go on to face the Phoenix Suns, which the Phoenix Suns want nothing to do with. And I think the Warriors win the second playing game, and they take the eighth spot and play the Jazz, which the Jazz want nothing to do with. So ironically enough, the way this is shaking out, being the one and two seed right now is, it doesn't really behoove you. 
Yeah, so that's that's my mistake. So the winner of the seven and eight game is the number seven seed. Correct. The winner of the nine ten game then has to beat the loser of the seven eight game. Yes. So that's my fault. And so so we don't I, I, I agree that the Lakers yeah, that's it, it's gonna be seven and eight. Lakers and Lakers and Warriors. It, All right, so let's so so let's let's change let's change conferences then. And let me ask you this question. Two and a half games back, two games to play. No. Do the Chicago Bulls make the playoffs? No. Okay. We're both in agreement that the Chicago Bulls, although I wanted them to make the playoffs and I didn't actually put any scratch on it though. Uh they're not making the playoffs. So take me through uh, Boston, Charlotte first. Well, let's 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 go through Indiana, Washington first. Indiana, the nine seed. Washington, the ten seed. Indiana, Washington. Man, that's a fascinating matchup. Indiana slowly getting healthy. What's the status of Malcolm Brogdon right now? He has returned, right? If, can someone double check that for me? Indiana slowly. I will, I, I, I will look it up. Yeah, uh, they're slowly getting healthy. Karis Levert's there. You got Sabonis. You got Miles Turner. T.J. McConnell is a Six man of the year candidate. I mean, you got a lot of pieces on that team, but the Wizards are so damn hot right now. Let me pull up the stats that Russell Westbrook is is putting up on the on the NBA. I think it's for the month of uh or for like the last thirty games or so. Brogdon is still out as of Tuesday. So he's still out. Okay. So Russell Russell Westbrook, month of May. Are you ready for these? 26.2 points, 16.4 assists, 15.8 rebounds. <laughs> that's just, just, my man's playing 2K on rookie. <laughs> like, that's, un, that's unreal, dude. Unreal. And yeah. if Brad, so Bradley Beal did pull his hamstring. And that really puts a damper. But I still think Russell Westbrook can get it done solo dello against the Pacers. So I'm taking the Wizards as, in a shock upset. I, I 100% agree. I think Russell Westbrook's playing out of this world. Uh, what he's achieved again this year, is, it's unbelievable. Um, Sabonis is good. T- Turner's good, but I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up with Westbrook. And if Bradley Beal comes back from that hammy, they should be fine. So just just a fun little stat for you guys. And this I saw this stat two games ago. So with five games left in the season, if Russell Westbrook did not play the last five games, he would still average a triple-double. For the season, for the season, that's unbelievable. <laughs> it is, it is, it is incredible. All right, so number seven, Boston. So, so we're taking the Wizards, the number ten. Oh, hold seed. on, sorry. Let me cut. Let me cut you off one more. I didn't mean, but uh, I just wanted to shout out Russell Westbrook for breaking Oscar Robinson's all-time triple-double record at one hundred eighty-one. So he now has one eighty-two, potentially one eighty-three. At the listening of this podcast, um, that is an outrageous number. 181 you, triple doubles in a career, and Russell Westbrook still has years to go. Do you have it up, Jermaine? Who is the next closest active player and what their number is? I do not. I mean, try. I remember seeing this stat, and I think it's like LeBron at like 82. <laughs> he has like 82 career triple doubles. He's got 99. Oh, all right. Well, there, well, there we go. Yeah. So LeBron is the next closest active player with 99. So right, Russell so Westbrook's s- doubled him. <laughs> Doubled him, yeah. So the number seven Boston Celtics, number eight Charlotte Hornets. Um, so is Boston a t- is Boston a team that anyone wants to see in the playoffs? Boston is done. Jalen Brown tore a ligament in his wrist. He's their second best player, uh, which is good for them as far as establishing the alpha on that team, which is what I think is their kryptonite. 
I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both think they're the man. And until one person accepts the sidekick role to the other, that team's really not going to see its takeoff. That's what happened to Miami when LeBron and D-Wade first paired. They were both used to being alphas, and then they choked against the hapless old-ass Dallas Mavericks in the finals. I mean, Deshaun Stevenson was the LeBron stopper, for Christ's sake. Didn't make any sense. Celtics are going to get bounced by the Hornets, and then the Celtics will probably get bounced by the Wizards. I I have to go the opposite way on you on that, man. I I, I think they'll beat the Hornets, given the Hornets' lack of playoff experience. Uh, Tatum is still an, av- an animal on the court. It'll allow him to be himself with Jalen Brown out. They still have Kemba. Um, I think they get through Charlotte, but after that, it's it's end of the road. Kemba? You know, yeah. I mean, Walker. Really? All right. Yeah, dude. Why are you hate on the dude? He had this. He he's literally put up the same numbers that Kyrie Irving put up on that team. He's gonna but everybody get wants bounced. to glorify Kyrie. I don't like Kyrie. You already know that, bro. Steph's better than him in every way, shape, or form. Handles, finishing, shot making, yeah, smarter. <laughs> so, but so so. Although you guys have a disagreement, which is good, right? The people love disagreement. You both agree that the Wizards are probably going to be the eight seed, the new eight seed. So C- Celtics or Hornets, the Wizards are going to be the new eight seed. I think the Hornets got healthy. The Celtics did not. The Celtics well, have the Celtics have to learn to play without Jalen Brown on the fly. So I'm taking Hornets Wizards in the final two spots. All right, Hornets Hornets Wizards. E's got Celtics Wizards. All right, let's let's stick with the Eastern Conference. All right, that would give us a Philly Washington matchup. Light work. It would it would give us a Brooklyn. And Celtics or Hornets matchup, it would give us a Bucks Heat and a Knicks Hawks. Break those matchups down for me, gentlemen. The most exciting one for this whole thing is going to be Knicks Hawks. I was actually going to say Heat Bucks. So Nick, Nick, Knicks Hawks is. I would agree is going to be exciting because the one and two seeds are going to wax poetically on the seven and eight. We don't really have to touch on them. We'll get to the Sixers and Nets when we get into the second round of the Eastern Conference. But Bucks got bounced by the Heat last year. So I'm not I, I'm not saying that Giannis is taking it personal, but I know for a fact due to me and him having a FaceTime conversation yesterday. Yeah, he's a big fan of the podcast. Uh, he's taking it personal, and he's going to try to wax poetically on Bam, uh, the Giannis stopper out of bio. Yeah, the uh, the the word of the day or the phrase of the day for Jermaine has been wax poetically. Yeah. So who? So so in a in a revenge series, we're taking Giannis over uh, Jimmy buckets. I think that's what Giannis wants, but I, I don't know why. I'm I'm nervous for the Bucks in that series. I don't think there's anything to be nervous about, man. I, I think they've upgraded the squad. The Heat had a lot of stuff go right for them last year. I think the Bucks are going to be just fine. There's no more pressure on the on Giannis. They didn't crown, you know. I don't think he's going to be the MVP, so he's not going to have that pressure on him to be the MVP player. He's just going to go out there and play. He's just going to go out there and focus on winning that championship. Wow. Okay. I so you're saying Bucks take the Heat? Oh, for sure. I think it's five tops. Okay, I don't know about that. All right, four. We we talked about so who so who wins four or five then? Knicks, Knicks and Hawks. Man, that's an interesting. That's such a it, that is such a clash of styles. This reminds me a lot. I don't know if you guys remember watching these series, but the Spurs Suns 
Remember when Steve Nash used to play against Tim Duncan? Amari, Amari, Amari yeah. Stoudemire? Yeah. With Amari, seven seconds or less, Sean Marion, Joe Johnson, Josh Richardson. They used to, Leandro Barbosa, the Brazilian blur. They used to get shots up in a hurry. And then they, the Spurs would dribble down. You'd have Tony, Tony, triple step Parker. And you just throw it into Tim Duncan, and Tim Duncan would take two dribbles and get the easiest shot you ever seen in your goddamn life, and he'd frustrate you because you're like, stop him. You can't jump. It's just exactly how this matchup feels. So I really can't get a feel on it. I think I'm going to go with the Knicks. I think the Knicks have a player who has taken his NBA career personally. And he's actually... Until the news broke that Joel Embiid can be a forward or center for All-NBA first team, I was actually arguing that he should be All-NBA first team. Yeah, we were I having think, that conversation. I think that nail in the is in the coffin due to that recent development, even though Joel Embiid has logged zero minutes at forward. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Knicks in that series. Uh, same, man. Uh, I think it comes down to... Um, crunch time basketball and that defense the Knicks play is, is going to be too much for for the Hawks. So aside from aside from a crazy, maybe we might think the Heat push the Bucks to a game seven and then anything happens in a game seven. Jermaine, is that what you're saying? Yes, I think so Jimmy anything- Butler is a dog. And anytime you play Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, you don't want to see him. He made Philadelphia competitive with Brett Brown. He made Minnesota competitive when he took the Timber. That's right. He took the Timberwolves to the playoffs. He took the eight seed Bulls to the playoffs with old ass Dwayne Wade can't hit a three point shot and Rajon Rondo who broke his hand in that series and it almost upset the one seed Celtics. Jimmy Butler is not a man you want to play in the playoffs because he he doesn't have to drop twenty and twenty to impact the game. That's all I'm saying. So let's 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 say for convenience sake we're taking the top 4 seeds, right? So 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Knicks, right? So 76ers would play Nets. Is that right? 70, the 76ers would play the Knicks. Yeah, I don't think the Knicks yeah, want so the, that. Yeah, so the so the 76ers will play the Knicks and the Bucks will play the Nets. Yeah, that's right. So wh- that's so, so that's 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 that that two three right the Nets and the Nets and the Bucks might be the matchup of the playoffs, depending on how the West shakes out. Absolutely. So I just want to point out one thing on the four five matchup. There's literally a half game that separates them. Yeah. So the Hawks could have home court, which could drastically change that series. So I, that's all I wanted to point out. I still like the Knicks in it, but. Um, Nets Bucks. Let's cover this bad boy. Are you kidding me? The talent and money on that floor. Drew Holiday, forty million dollars. Giannis, forty million dollars. Chris Middleton, thirty-three million dollars. James Harden, forty-three million dollars. Kevin Durant, forty-one million dollars. Kyrie Irving, forty million dollars. That's six players. The numbers I just threw out for six NBA players is astronomical and they are going head to head. It is a brilliant clash of styles. Middleton versus Durant, Drew versus Kyrie, Giannis and Harden cuz they hate each other. That's the best part. Nobody wants to talk about that. 
James Harden thinks he's the MVP. Giannis says, come see my two MVP trophies. They hate each other. The All-Star game last year, Giannis was like, Giannis was like, nah, I want someone that you can count on to play defense at the end. And pick someone else over James Harden. James Harden took that personally, guarded Giannis in the in the fourth quarter, that new Kobe Bryant scoring system. Actually did a pretty damn good job. It was hysterical. I love rivalries. I'm all about it. This series goes to seven, and Brooklyn carries it out. Um, if, if, if if you put any if you put any note to this, if the season ended today, the Milwaukee Bucks are coming into the uh, season with a seven and three record in their last ten, while Brooklyn is five hundred in their last ten. Yeah, that's true. Brooklyn's Bucks, hurt too. And, and like and 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 if it goes off like Jermaine said, and the Bucks are going to be pushed to seven by the Miami Heat, while the Nets roll over the seven seed. It might be a very easy series for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I so that that's one thing that I think factors into this game going seven. And uh, this is the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you get some words in. Um, the Nets are going to have time to rest, and they're going to have time to practice, which is the scariest thing you can hear about the Brooklyn Nets because that's one thing that's benefited teams this year is there's been zero practice. But, all right, E, what's your take on this matchup? Well, um, I've heard you scream about Harden. I've heard you scream about Giannis and Drew. And all. What about the best player in basketball when he's healthy? Kevin Durant. That's why Brooklyn's going to beat this team. That's why it's going to be over six games. They're not even going to sweat a seventh game because Kevin Durant is the filthiest person I've ever seen on the offensive end of basketball. That's just my take. Yeah, I mean – I, I picked Brooklyn to win, so I don't know why he came at me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think it's gonna go seven. I don't think it's gonna be this rivalry between Harden and Giannis. Yeah, they'll have their on the court moments, but at the end of the day, probably you know top three offensive player of all times on the court. Um, he's been killing it since he's been back. I think it's he's the X factor, and that's what's gonna make the difference in that series. Okay, so we both. All got right, Brooklyn. so we're we're getting we're getting the matchup that everybody wants to see. In the Eastern Conference Final, the number one and number two, right? You want to see the two best teams in a conference go head to head for the Conference Final. Here's so looking 76, at you, Clippers. Last year, 70, 76ers and Nets in the Eastern Conference Final. Boys, talk about it. Take it away. E. All right. So as you can see, I got my Sixers headphones on right now. Take a moment here. Uh, now, why they're so bad? Ha ha. Anyway, uh, honestly, all right. So getting to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, Philadelphia is um, being the one seed is the most important thing to them. Uh, they've go ahead and locked it up. They got a couple games left, but it's locked up. Um, we got the second best record at home in the NBA. Uh, we're the best NBA defensive team in the NBA. Uh, Brooklyn can scream and holler all they want. They can score all the points they want. We got, in my opinion, the true MVP of the season. Um, it's probably still going to go six or seven. You can't deny talent. You can't deny James Harden, Kevin Durant. But at the end of the day, Doc Rivers is – Got much more experience coaching in the playoffs. Steve Nash, uh, Joel Embiid's the MVP. We're gonna we got the best defensive team. Uh, I'm not saying it's gonna be a breeze, but I do think we walk we walk through Brooklyn. So so he is he is predicting 76ers in I quote six or seven. <laughs> I feel like a deb- I feel like a debate moderator no, no. at this point. No. Mister 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 Colomendez, your response. Sixers <laughs> and six. 
Sixers and six. All right, that's a bold take. Sixers and six. I think Sixers get smacked on. It ain't even close. I think it's going to be an embarrassment of riches on display. They're going to have the firepower that Philadelphia can't keep up with. And the three-point shots are going to rain down on Joel Embiid's big old head. And they're just going to keep bouncing back away from him. That's what's going to happen. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, the best Wrong. offensive player in the history of this league, is not okay. going to let this game, is <laughs> not going to okay. let this series go Damn. anywhere. Damn, Listen. you didn't see that coming. No, I saw it coming. I, I was ready for this. He's One, he picked Brooklyn because he hates me and he hates my teams. Two, it, it's not all it, – listen, defense wins championships. We've seen that. Last year the Lakers were the best defensive team in basketball. This year the Sixers are top two defensive team in basketball. We have size. We can throw at them. We have length. We have athleticism. We're fast. We're strong. It, it's going to be fine. I'm not worried about Brooklyn. Let me ask you I'm this not. question. All right. When all the your starting lineups are on the floor, who has more of the top five players on the court? Brooklyn. All right. What does that have to do with anything? Brooklyn and four. LeBron's been the best player in the league Sweet. for 15 years. He's got five, six finals losses. That doesn't mean anything when it comes to team ball. Ooh, did he do a little trivia foreshadowing, Nick? Is this a professional podcast? I thought I th- I thought it was, but he'll he'll learn he'll learn soon enough. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. So so, so a, a little bit of the disagreement. We'll we'll roll through no, we'll roll right. through the West. So, so for the record. This series is going to be a lot closer than it is, and it's literally going to come down to one of those Kawhi Leonard shots. Oh, my God. So, and this time it could go in favor of the 76ers. So, one thing I have to say is if Joel Embiid was available for the whole season, he would be the MVP. But he's missed about 18 to 20 games. I know it's 18 for sure. I don't know if he's missed any since then, which is probably likely that he has. But despite him missing 18 games, they still have the highest win percentage of the Eastern Conference. So the rest of this team is nothing to sneeze at. What they did by adding George Hill at the trade deadline is going to pay dividends in this series specifically because he's going to be able to add value minutes on the defensive end while Ben Simmons is resting. Because you got to be able to guard that two-headed guard set. So with that saying, Doc Rivers is the coach despite him not taking the Clippers to the Western Conference Finals. He's still a damn good coach. He proved it this year. The series is going to be very, very good. I just think Kevin Durant's the best player on the court, and I'm siding with the best player on the court. Okay, well said. All right, so we talked about our Western Conference, right? The Lakers are the seven, Golden State's eight. So that would give us a Jazz one Warriors eight matchup, a Suns two Lakers seven matchup, a Clippers three, uh, a Clippers three Mavericks six, <laughs> and a Nuggets Portland. At the sorry, the the ESPN standings just flipped up on me uh, because of the games that are finishing. So a Clippers three, a Mavericks six, and a Nuggets four, Portland five. Boys, take me through that. Uh, so where do we want to start? Do we want to start on one A or four or five? So let's so let's 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 talk. That's that's my fault as the debate moderator. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Jazz Warriors, the one A. <laughs> All right. Well, let's we'll let E take it away because he's got thoughts on this. Well, like I said earlier, uh, I, I, Steph Curry is probably one of the scariest dudes in basketball right now. Um, the Jazz not having Spider Mitchell at full health. 
uh, is going to hurt them. Uh, I know they're a jump shooting team. Warriors won a championship as a jump shooting team. Uh, I don't know. I think the spider injury kills them, sets them back. I think Steph Curry. It's a seven-game series, though. Uh, Jazz, I still think the Jazz do win, but it's going to be a lot closer and a lot tougher than people think. Mr. Jermaine is is not on the line anymore. All right, so so the 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 Warriors over the Jazz is that what you're boldly predicting, or you think the Jazz will win it in seven? No, I think the Jazz will win in seven, but it's going to be a lot tougher than people think. I I, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, especially because the Jazz have been known to choke in the playoffs. The uh, the the beers are running right through Mr. Colon Mendez. Uh, e says that the uh, Warriors are going to push the Jazz to the limit, but the Jazz are going to pull it out, pro- pro- probably in a seven-game series, Jermaine. I don't think it'll be that close. So Because the Warriors are going to sweep them in four. <laughs> onto the, on, on the two-seven. <laughs> I, I honestly think that the Jazz will handle business. I'm not going to sit here and entertain the idea of the Golden State Warriors taking them down. I do think that Steph Curry is red hot, but Quinn Snyder is an excellent defensive coach. That's an excellent defensive team. And who are we looking to on the Golden State Warriors to get that second bucket? I don't. I can't think of anyone right now. Juan Toscano Anderson. You know what I mean? Is he that? Is he the second bucket getter on that team? Andrew Wiggins is playing fantastic defense and hitting knock uh, standstill threes. But is Andrew Wiggins going to be that guy that we've always waited for him to be? And so, I'm not going to sit here and 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 pretend that the Golden State Warriors are going to take him to seven. I think they can win probably the first game. They're going to surprise him, and the Jazz are going to wrap it up. And that, a, little, that, a, 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 a little stat check uh, of the playoff teams one through eight right now that we're going over. The Warriors are the only team that has a point differential below one point. So their offensive points per game and their defensive points per game is below a point. Yes, exactly. And here's the thing. This is the same team we've seen get blown out by 40 points. Same team we've seen blown out by 52 points. Like, it's unreal how big a spread that they can lose by. And it's just a matter of if that team shows up or doesn't show up. It it hinges on a lot of inexperience in that way or form. And and it's going to come down to the simple fact. It's what LeBron said with not so many words when he left to Miami, Steph Curry can't do it by himself. So unless you're telling me Kelly Oubre is going to catch ridiculous fire or Andrew Wiggins is going to catch ridiculous fire, I think the Jazz walk away with this. But we spent enough time on the 1-8. Let's go ahead and move into the 2-7, right? Yeah, so we're talking Suns-Lakers. This one has an actual potential to be, like you said, the Lakers winning four. Yeah. I, this is such a scary matchup for the Suns that they, which is so sad, isn't it? After the year that the Suns have had, and you want them, you want to see them make a deep playoff run after the bubble last year, after getting Chris Paul, finally Devin Booker, you finally are surrounding him with the weapons you need, and you're running into the Lakers in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. So, and an and an angry Lakers team that is going to be. F- pretty much fully healthy and ready to go. Let me ask you this question. At the beginning of the year, if you ask Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns, hey, you're going to be the two seed. Which team do you think you face in the playoffs? 
at any point in time, do you think the Lakers popped up as the seventh seed when they were talking? They would have named all <laughs> other 13 Western Conference teams before they settled on the Lakers as this matchup. It's unreal. We're going to see an absolute great series. LeBron James is pissed off. We already talked about Anthony Davis being pissed off. We know the rest of the Lakers are ready to fucking show people and shut them up because they are also professional basketball players who get paid. This should be a fascinating series. This could, If it does fall this way, which I strongly think it will, Lakers-Suns could be one of the most talked about series this playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I don't have a different take. I think, I think the Lakers honestly get healthy and they handle the Suns. Suns don't have that much playoff experience, but you never know, man. They, they've, they've been Chris Paul's been leading that team. They've been playing lights out, so it'd be nice. It'd be nice if we got six or seven out of them. But I think the Lakers take it like in five. My this thing that always scares me is Chris Paul gets hurt in the playoffs. <laughs> you just hoping James Harden gets hurt. <laughs> All right, all right, so, all right, so, 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 Lakers win the seven matchups. So let's talk. Let's talk Clips and Mavs, right? The the two shortest names in the Western Conference. Clips the three, Mavs the six. No, oh, so it flipped. That's what you're talking about. It, it flipped. flipped so yeah, Portland yeah. is the five currently. Is the five now? Yeah, got it, got it. All right, so if it's a Clips Mavs matchup, this is pretty funny because ba- based on conference record, by the way, who. Who uh, bounced the Clippers last year? The Nuggets or the Mavericks? Nuggets. Nuggets bounced them. I thought it was the Mavericks. Okay. Um, well, your whole take is shot now. Yeah, that's really it. Really, uh, I was gonna play a revenge take, but um, I'll, I'll 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 take over a little bit. So you talked over you you talked about already how Dallas at the beginning at that midway point in the season we were predicting that I mean they were one of the biggest disappointments and they've been hot in the in the second half of the season. I, I don't think it's a team that the clip. I mean, we've it's, it's the biggest cliche in basketball, right? Or the biggest cliche in sports. It's not the hot team is the t- not the team you want to see in the playoffs. But the Mavs aren't. They've they've gone seven and three in their last ten. They're playing great basketball it, it, down the stretch. I mean, Luka Doncic is playing like an MVP candidate. If the- Luka Doncic keeps getting fl- flagrant fouls and he's pissed off for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, he hits the person in the nuts and then gets upset. How about that? Oh, that's some shit. Yeah. All-time great meme out of it, though, so I forgive you, Luca. That's that's funny as hell. Uh, I've sent it to Eric twice already. <laughs> no, I just, I'm trying to sit here and think about how I'm going to talk about the Clippers without absolutely shitting on Kawhi Leonard. But uh, what I'll go ahead and do is, as Paul George is playing outstanding this year. I don't think they're going to have the same issues they had last year. They handled the Mavs last year in six. Uh this team's, I mean, they lost Montrez Harrell, but they're still a solid team. Kawhi Leonard for, you know, I don't want to say it, but he's probably one of the best players in the league. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever, he's a bitch, but whatever. Uh, I uh, I think I think it's too much. I think Duke, Luke is great, uh, but they lost Seth Curry. Um, I don't really like the pieces they've added. And, and uh, yeah, Paul George is playing lights out, and that was the biggest issue last year for them was Paul George disappeared. Hopefully playoff P doesn't show up. Or playoff, yeah, playoff P doesn't show up. Yeah, so... Uh, pandemic P showed up last year. <laughs> yeah, he got COVID the whole time. Uh, yeah, and he, he was in his own mentals. And, I mean, it's hard to play at a at the level we expect Paul George to play at if you're in your own head. We'll see. 
the Clippers are the biggest question mark in the Western Conference. Because if the Clippers are right, which they have proven to be fairly for the most part this year, barring like missed games from players, um, that's not a team you want to play. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but um, I'm going to go Clippers. I don't like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So both both of you want the Mavs to win, but you're going Clippers just just because that's what you know the uh, the right thing to do is. So in our, our final our final first round matchup then in the Western Conference, the four Nuggets against the excuse me the five Portland Trailblazers. All right, take it. E. All right, so I think this is an interesting matchup. Um, the loss of Jamal Murray. I don't know if it sets the Nuggets back as much as people think it does. Michael Porter Jr. stepped up. He's been playing out of control. Um, Jokic is probably the second runner as this runner up for MVP, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll have that discussion later. Um, Portland, they're getting healthy. They're getting it right. They got the bigs that they didn't have last year. Dame Lillard, I mean, he's probably the baddest dude in the NBA when it comes to closing and finishing games. So uh, it's going to be a tight one. I I, I could see it going either way, honestly. Uh, but I do think maybe Jamal Murray not being there and them not having that point guard leadership uh, is going to cost them, especially with Dame being who he is. So I, I'll take Portland in seven on that one. Um, If Portland plays the Clippers, I'm taking Portland. If Portland plays the Nuggets, I'm taking Portland. <laughs> Got it. So Portland, Portland is advancing for Jermaine. So, all right, I'll touch on it just briefly. Dame Lillard has done some irresponsible things this year by keeping the Portland Trailblazers as high up the rankings they are, despite the team missing another like 187 games total combined again this year. Seems like every year nobody's healthy but Dame, and Dame mistimed and somehow has this team where it is. Jamal Murray's out. Aaron Gordon was a fantastic trade if Jamal Murray was there, and but he wasn't, so... I'm gonna take the Trailblazers over the Nuggets. So based on based on the current standings right now, you will have a number one uh, Jazz team against a number five Portland Trailblazers team, given if they play the Nuggets, and you'll have the Battle of L.A. with the number three Clippers p- playing the number seven Lakers. So let's start with the Jazz and the Trailblazers, number one against number five. All right, number one versus number five. <laughs> this is where I start to question the Jazz's metal. This is where I think um I think I think Luka's going to be so confident after winning that series versus the Hold on, sorry. I got the wrong standings up. They're the 6 seed, correct? Right now, right now the Mavs are the 6 seed. Yes. Okay, so the 6 seed would play the winner of the 2-7. Yeah, yeah. So the Mavericks are playing so right, the Lakers. So right, right now the Mavs are playing the Clippers. You think the no. Mavs are going to beat the Clippers? Okay. Yeah. We already, See what I'm we, saying? We already talked about Mavs Clippers, though. So we already... Yes, I know. I know. Here's, so, so, here's, so here's what we said. We said the Jazz are going to beat the Warriors. We said the Lakers are going to beat the Suns. The Clippers are going to beat the Mavs. And the Trailblazers are going to beat the Nuggets. So based on that... The Jazz are going to play the Trailblazers, and the Clippers are going to play the Lakers. Okay, right. Yes, you kept saying Maver- so the- you kept saying Mavericks. You can see my confusion, right? Well, 
<laughs> All right. So Clippers, Lakers, the Battle of LA we wanted last year is this year. It's a year later. The teams are different. Lakers in five. The result would yeah, the res- the result is the same. The All right, good. I'm glad I'm glad we're in it where I'm glad we're in agreement. He's all too happy to let that go. Uh, and then the all right, so the Jazz and the Trailblazers. This is the matchup that I wanted to talk about. I think Dame Lillard bounces the Jazz. I I don't know what it is. This is not. I think this is such a bad matchup for the Utah Jazz. I think they'd much rather see the Mavericks or the Nuggets or, for that sake, the Clippers. I I, I feel like you could any team can say that about Portland. Nobody wants to see Damian Lillard in the playoffs. Nobody does. I'm biased though, so I I gotta recuse myself. Go ahead and finish that. E. I mean, I'm I'm actually with you on that one. I do think Portland takes it. I I. Damian Lillard loves to live in the Western Conference Finals. That's where he. That's where he belongs. So he'll get there. So in a in, in an, a year in the Eastern Conference in which we have a one-two uh, conference final, we have maybe the best two teams in the Western Conference, in the Trailblazers and the Lakers. But it's a five-seven matchup. So take us through the Eastern or the Western Conference final, gentlemen. Trailblazers and Lakers. I just want to touch it, on. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this. Tell me why the Trailblazers will beat the Lakers. All right. I think the Lakers win. Tell me why the Trailblazers beat the Lakers. There's multiple parts to this, right? Terry Stotts is coaching for his job. Dame Lillard's battling for, for, for respect in this league. He is one of the most disrespected players ever. LeBron is on record for saying that, right? Dame Lillard fought his heart out to get them to the playoffs last year and was dogged tired in that bubble series and still took it to the Lakers. CJ McCollum's back healthy. Ennis Cantor's back healthy. They made a fantastic trade for Norman Powell. Anthony Simons is playing lights out. I think it's a perfect storm, and then you couple that with the Rose Garden. That means Portland at the five seed is going to have home court advantage over the Lakers, which is a big deal. And I think all those things in force, Dame Lillard shows up for big-time games. He shows up for big-time opponents. We've seen him bounce people clutch after clutch after clutch. He does it again and cements himself as one of the best players in the NBA, taking the Portland Trailblazers to the NBA Finals. The injury, right. the injuries of the Lakers catch up to them, and and that's that's where it gets scary, because that's when right. chemistry shows. Take me through, how do the Lakers beat the Trailblazers? Have a healthy LeBron and AD. That's it. In a world with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on on the team, I know Jermaine just went through all that. Everything he said about Portland, I don't see a world where Portland beats the Lakers in a seven-game series. I, LeBron's, he's going to find a way to shut Damian Lillard down. You're not going to shut the man down completely, but you're going to remove him from the game in critical situations. That's what LeBron's going to do. That's what his IQ is going to do. Um, Anthony Davis is arguably a top-five player, probably top-ten player. Who's going to stop that man? On the, I know they have – go ahead, say it, Jermaine. Who's going to stop that man? Insert Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> The oh X factor of the series that nobody oh wants to talk God. about. 
What a re- what what a redemption of a career arc that would happen if Carmelo Anthony shuts down LeBron James. He's, oh my in he the is finals. very underrated at defense. I'm not saying nobody's shutting LeBron James down. Not a single soul in the world. Gary Payton's not shutting him down. Bruce Bowen's not shutting him down. No all-time great defensive player shutting LeBron James down. What I'm saying is, is Carmelo Anthony, when everyone's focused on Dame Lillard, everyone's like, oh, CJ's going to step up. No. The X factor of that series will be Carmelo Anthony. I like Carmelo, man. I'm, I'm happy that he's had this resurgence and he, you know, top 10 score and all that stuff. Listen, man, Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis. Portland has no answer for that. Portland is one of the few teams that has size. They have size. They don't have good size. They don't have good players. It doesn't matter. Yo, you, Andre Drummond Nurkic is going to give you... not good. If he can make it through healthy. What I'm saying is Andre Drummond is going to give you 15 rebounds and 15 points. Anthony Davis is going to give you 25 to 30 points, 12 rebounds. They're going to work the paint. They're going to kick it out to the shooters. LeBron's going to do what LeBron does. I think it's just a bad matchup, man. I just, I just don't see a world where Portland can beat the Lakers. All right, so let me so so let me ask you this then, since you have both largely agreed to this whole bracket, and that wasn't sarcasm. E, you have the 76ers and the Lakers. Yes, sir. Take the 76ers and tell me why they're going to beat the Lakers, and Jermaine, you tell me why. You tell me who wins this theoretical matchup. Because we know you're going to pick the 76ers, E. Your home your your hometown is showing. That, that So actually, you know what? You know what, E? You know what? You're you're muted, like like pardon my take or whatever or or whatever the pardon my interruption, whatever that show is, whatever that ESPN <laughs> slander is. Jermaine, tell me in this hypothetical matchup between the E's seventy sixers and E's Lakers, who wins this matchup? Philadelphia seventy sixers. I haven't said it all year. I think Philadelphia seventy sixers win the title. That's one thing that I told Eric when the season started. That's one thing I told Eric when the season started, and that was before the James Harden trade. I thought the Philadelphia 76ers were the team nobody wanted to see. I thought Daryl Morey made so many genius moves to make this roster formidable and championship worthy. And then you added Doc Rivers on top of that. A coach who's been there three times played against Kobe Bryant in the finals. You know what I mean? That, that is a coach who knows what to do. He's beat Kobe Bryant in the finals. Not many people could say that. Here's where it's interesting, right? Everyone talks about the size, yada, yada, the Lakers. They got Drummond, Davis. Okay. Joel Embiid. Dwight Howard. All right. So then everyone's like, yeah, but they got LeBron. Ben Simmons is one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. He is one of the very few guys I've ever seen guard the positions one through five. That is not somebody that... LeBron wants to see. There's a classic video of LeBron at the free throw line as the Miami Heat when he's playing Kawhi Leonard. Right? And he hits the first free throw, which is very rare to say about LeBron because LeBron is ironically awful at the free throw line. I don't know why. The dude is so good at basketball. sucks at the free throw line. Right? But he looks back. Here's the buzzer. Looks back to see who checks in and goes, fuck. Because <laughs> Kawhi checked in. He's going to have that same experience with Ben Simmons. LeBron has been hurt this year. LeBron, okay, 
I'm not saying he's old. He is older. He's not the same LeBron that could take flight from goddamn half court and dunk it. (laughs) You know, he's he's older. And it's kind of the perfect storm. You couple that in with Matisse Steibel, who has size as far as height, not necessarily weight, where LeBron can kind of bully him in that way, shape, or form. But Doc Rivers will figure out ways to get the ball out of LeBron's hand. They're surrounded by scoring. And again... I just think that the Sixers aren't a team the Lakers want to see. So 76ers. All right, E. Jermaine said the Nets and Portland are going to the finals. Who wins this hypothetical, Jermaine's hypothetical Nets-Portland matchup? If it's that, it's, it's going to have to be a Brooklyn. There is too much firepower on that team. Um, I just don't see how Portland can, can keep up with Brooklyn. Uh, I, why are you looking at me sideways like that, Jermaine? Like Carmelo, on, dog. Dude, you're, <laughs> you're you're the first person to teach an old dog new tricks, and you act like he's gonna win a championship, bro. Like, let's be real, man. It, Brooklyn has Brooklyn has arguably three of the best scorers of all time, and in an NBA Finals, Kevin Durant with his experience, MVP level play. James Harden's an MVP level play. Damian Lillard deserves an MVP for everything he's done in his career. It's a shame that he's going to waste away in Portland, but I just think Brooklyn, Joe Harris is shooting lights out. Um, Blake Griffin's going to be somebody who comes in and gives you great minutes. It's just there's there's too much talent on that team for Brook, for Portland to overcome it. Portland will put up a great fight. Damian Lillard will probably win one game, drop 50 on him. That's what he does. But at the end of the day, come six games, it's over. Brooklyn takes the championship. So... You both are in agreement that in your hypothetical matchup, the Eastern Conference is the best conference this year. That's, uh, that's good. That's 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 good to hear. It's good to hear that democracy and action is working. They have the champion this year. They're not the best. They conference. have they have the champion. All right. We asked you at the beginning of the show. We said who has the most NBA final losses in NBA history. Eric self-proclaimed this question because he wanted to bury LeBron James for his six NBA Finals losses. He is not the most in history. The most in history is Jerry West. Jerry West has eight because he had to let Bill Russell win 12 or however, 15 or 27 or however many championships Bill Russell has. Uh, Elgin Baylor is second with seven. So that was our that is our trivia question. For our and this has been episode sixty-five, part two of our NBA playoff preview. You know what? I'll, I'll let you go first, Jermaine, since E, since since E got there, I'll, I'll, or E go first, since and we'll let Jermaine get the final word. You got any final thoughts for the people? Uh, no, man. I just want to pre- thank you guys for letting me come on. Uh, I'll go back to interning and being quiet in the background for you guys after this. Oh, will you? <laughs> Where you but belong. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, oh you'll, you'll let us let you keep interning? That's, no, that's no, nice but I do appreciate it. Um, all all i got to say is tune in for some great 76ers basketball, man. This is a year. We finally yeah. get it. Can I mute him? Is there, <laughs> is, there, is there a way to mute him? All right, Jermaine, what do you, what do you got for the people? Uh, I think the Brooklyn Nets win it all this year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it's going to be at the behest of the Philadelphia 76ers because they're going to miss a game-winning layup. 
in historic Philadelphia fashion and go home with the heartbreak they so richly deserve for that scumbagian utopia. Bro, you can't throw big words in front of dumb words and act like you're smart, bro. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's all a show, bro. Just like the Philadelphia 76ers one seed. How about this? How about this? The Bulls are somehow going to get the seventh pick again in the NBA draft, draft some foreigner who can't play fucking basketball, and end up the 11th seed again next year. That's what I'm predicting. No, we traded our first round pick. <laughs> All right. That's remember remember to, to like and follow us Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. We appreciate you guys supporting us through a year of podcasting so far. We couldn't do it if, you, if it weren't for you, the loyal fans. Jermaine, you got you, you to do your sign out or we're going to have a year of bad luck. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for one year of Podcast Room 303. Uh, we actually, I actually delayed this. I didn't mention anything until today because I was waiting until my good friend Nicholas Morahan returned stateside for us to commemorate this moment. So thank you very much. It's been 71 awesome episodes with some weeks where we kind of blew it. We will try to be better, and we'll try to deliver more profound content that you expect from us. Uh, Keep it tuned. We got some big changes coming. We did just add an intern. We've got much better internet now. (laughs) And so with that being said, Funny Wires, Teddy Two Joints, and old Chachi Chacherson himself, out. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.